Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Serving the fine, upstanding citizens of Gitmo Nation from sea to shining sea. It's Sunday, April 19th, 2009. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Command Line Crackpot Command Center. Located in the southwest quadrant of London in Gitmo Nation East. I'm Adam Curry. And I am the DOS-based unit from Northern <laughs> California. I'm John C. Dvorak. Yeah, well, that was all right. It was different. <laughs> so what's the, uh, we didn't tweet, uh, Twitter our, our fan base, did oh, we? Oh, crap. No, we did not. Let me just uh, do it now. Uh, no agenda is now live. <laughs> Noagendastream.com. Sorry about my uh, my tardiness, by the way. Yeah? Yes. Um, I've, I've come to the harsh conclusion that uh, my, my family, my wife certainly does not give a crap about this show. Oh, well, why would she? She's making like a fortune as a television star. At the moment, well, that's exactly the and point. So you're you know? just a schmuck doing the show. That's you know, that's kind of nutty. Exactly, that's my point. So you know, the, the minute uh, she's uh, she's big and happening, then all of a sudden, you know, nothing else counts. Well, that's the way it is with celebrity couples. Oh, maybe. <laughs> then I need to get myself a girlfriend. Maybe is that what celebrity <laughs> couples do? <laughs> Either no, that, well, I got I got to adopt a child from Africa. Is isn't I that how we that, get into heart trouble? The thing to do is no. You got to let me come over there and take some candid photos, and then I can sell them. We can put them, <laughs> give the money to the show. <laughs> oh, really? That's the way we're gonna do it, huh? That'll get us. That'll get us our our income. They're really those pictures. They really don't sell for a lot. Not of us in Holland. The market's too small. That's too bad. Yeah. It's not uh, not big now, but you know, it's like it's the same two weeks ago. It's like I I got to go pick up the heavy stuff at uh, at Sainsbury's, which is like you know heavy stuff, bottles and whatever crap. And I said, well, it's, it's, as long as I can be back by four, we can do it any time before that. And you know, it's like she just leaves at three thirty. Doesn't care. I said, don't you care? Yeah, I care. No, you don't care. <sighs> well, what do you want for what do you want for free? <laughs> So it's uh, this time it was my fault and my uh, my apologies, obviously. Well, it's going to be next Sunday that's more challenging. Yeah, because you're going to be in Amsterdam for the Queen's Day festivities. Yes, and that is, is that actually Sunday, uh, the thirtieth? Is that no? Uh, I think the thirtieth. I don't know when the thirtieth is. Let's see, the thirtieth is sure Thursday. Queen's Thursday. Day invites a lot of ridicule from the San Franciscans, I'm sure, but. Uh, Oh, it's please. actually about the it's about the Queen of uh, you know who know no Americans know by the way Queen's Day the thirtieth looks like to be on Thursday yeah um, that's not that's not actually her birthday by the way well I'm I was just gonna say I don't think most Americans even know that there's a Queen <laughs> well she's a part of the Uber or, Uber or, Uber Lords that are controlling us so it's easy you for might, you to say yeah really you might you might as well make some acquaintance with her oh yeah. Yeah, is she roaming around on Queen's Day? Nah. Uh, yeah, she does like one, she'll do an appearance somewhere at some dorky village and all the kids come out with their, with the national color, which of course is orange, about the ugliest color you can imagine to be national. Well, that's interesting because I have a, uh, uh, I should bring my uh, hoodie that I got from Findlay University. 
which won the men's Division Two basketball championship this year. And uh, I should get get that and uh, wear it because it's really orange. Yeah, anything orange will do. Uh, I have an orange shirt. I'll just bring my orange shirt. Yeah, it's uh, and the slogan is Oranje Bova, which means orange up, which uh, I, be- <laughs> I believe stems from the uh, from the Second World War. That was kind of the uh, you know the uh, resistance motto. Is uh, orange will always come up. It sounds kind of like a puke story when you say it that way, but orange is uh, orange is the color. The House of mm. Orange, of, from Willem of Orange. Um, it actually was interesting. They had a um, a Dutch day. They had a Queen's Day in London um, yesterday in, uh, mm, I'm going to say, uh, Trafalgar Square. And there were uh, little market stalls, people selling Dutch cheese, uh, selling Dutch pancakes. There was some you know Dutch bands playing music. And, of course, a ton of Dutch people. And uh, the kids actually went and they brought back some cheese. And they said it was it was pretty cool. That the whole Dutch community in uh, in London gets together and celebrates a week before the actual Queen's Day festivities in the whole in the hinterland, huh? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Dutch in the U.S. Maybe we should do something like that here. I'm sure they do. I'm sure there is a some kind of Queen's probably in Pennsylvania. Seems to be a lot of Dutch people there. Yeah, but they're yeah, that's true. As in Dutch Pennsylvania, and. Uh, I mean, New I York, too. I mean, it used to be yeah. New Amsterdam. Yeah, well, I'm, bu- I'm bummed about it because, you know, this is how stupid is it that you're coming this side of the uh, of Gitmo Nation and I'm and two days earlier, I traveled to the west side of Gitmo Nation. Or the, yeah, the west that, side. It's that's the way we can keep our world perspective. <laughs> so you're going to have to give me the world perspective from your drunken slumber in Amsterdam. I don't drink. So the problem... <laughs> The problem is not so much Sunday. The problem is going to be Thursday. That's the problem because that's Queen's Day itself. So I think we do it on Friday, and then we can either do a show on Sunday or we could move that up one day to Monday. When are you coming back? I have that somewhere written down, actually. I'm coming back on Saturday. Yeah, the week after, though. Oh, the Saturday oh, yeah. after Queen's Day? Uh, Yeah. <sighs> then we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Won't we? Yeah, I'm a Saturday to Saturday trip. Yeah, but we'll have a regular. So, we'll have a regular Thursday this coming Thursday. And I'm going to Miniature World. Ah, Maduro Dam. Well, whatever. Is that <laughs> is is that all set up? Are you are you good to yeah. go? You got your your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy, John, you're you're gonna enjoy little Maduro Dam, my friend. <laughs> well, I saw it once on a travel thing uh, recently, like about a year ago, and I tra- and I was in Amsterdam. No, I guess it was two years ago because I was in Amsterdam a couple years ago, and the uh, I wanted to go there, but it was like it's inconvenient if you just have a Eurail pass because I guess it's out in the middle of nowhere, and um, so I never made it there. But I've always wanted to go there because when I saw this uh, this this travel, I said it's actually I think it's mostly for kids. But it reminds me of uh, of a grand version of what's in uh, Victoria, B.C. And I would recommend this to people, by the way, as a tourist attraction. They have a miniature world in Victoria, B.C., it is, it's, but it's indoors and it's a museum. Oh, this one's and outside. Just, Majora Dam is Yeah, no, I know the difference. I saw the, the – I mean, that's what, what drew me to it because it looks like a photographer's dream come true for just w- weird pictures. And um, – 
Yeah, because you in the, in this one you get to walk right through like these cities, you know, and they're all you know miniature. You look like a monster. And uh, but the one yeah, that's that's how it was sold to me as a kid too, John. <laughs> it's gonna be really cool, kids. You'll be like a monster. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Excellent. So you think it's not worth going to? Is that no, what you're saying? I, no, I th- I definitely think you should go. I think that's a fine idea. Take many many pictures and Twitter them while you're at it. And so anyway, this uh, I, but I do recommend the uh, this little um, this museum of miniatures at uh, in, in Victoria, British Columbia. It's actually worth going to. We've gone to it a couple times. So the Dutch are in uh, are in the picture momentarily as uh, former mayor of New York Rudy Giuliani is outraged at uh, the Dutch. No. Yeah, says a uh, a program. We didn't talk about this. I think it was on a week and a half or two weeks ago called uh, Devil's Advocate, direct translation of the show title. And the Devil's Advocate is um, essentially looking at big issues from, you know, the side of the devil and then making decisions in a mock court. And um, the uh, the issue at hand was... Where's the show? Where's the show air? It airs only in the Netherlands, of course. Okay. Uh, the issue at hand was, uh, was there enough proof that Osama bin Laden was behind the 9-11 attack in, attacks in New York and, and uh, uh, Washington? And uh, so they, you know, this is a live jury, and they, and they have uh, you know, uh, prosecutors and defense, etc. But it's a, it's a mock trial, obviously. And the jury, which was made up of uh, regular Dutch folks, said, yeah, not enough evidence. <laughs> and Giuliani is outraged. Whereas, of did, course, uh, our, our, did Bin Laden never come out and say he did it? Well, not even that, but the FBI does not have him listed on their 10 most wanted list for uh, or any wanted list for the 9-11 attacks. They have him on the list for being an accomplice in the World Trade Center bombing. But they uh, the FBI said repeatedly, and this has been underreported, of course, but it's it's quite official. FBI says, you know, we can't put him on the 10 most wanted list because there's no proof that he did it. So then why is Giuliani all bent out of shape? Because he's a part of the, the game. We have to believe. But what, what's the point of being bent out of shape at all? Why doesn't he just like, let it slide? Does he well, have to be Adam, in the news? Sorry. Well, it, no. Close. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, you need it like the, buttons, you know. You can hit I know, you can no, I have buttons. That's the whole problem. It's just I have everything all set up now. In a, Are they big, giant buttons that you can pound at the, at the drop of a hat? They're big enough. It's just I, they're in a new order. So the one I wanted Don't was... Look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. I got a couple more that were sent to me, so that's why. I know I got a nice little controller, man. I got a keypad and uh, with with colored buttons, and corresponding on my screen are the drops and jingles with colors and positions. So I should be able to do it. Mm. <laughs> huh. So uh, no, no, Giuliani. Uh, let me, I have to translate backwards now. Oh, he's saying this is. Not only is this... Do you have to Wait, wait, do you have to translate backwards because it's a show about the devil and everything goes backwards? Yes. It's fun to smoke marijuana. Uh, no, it's because it's in Dutch, and of course Giuliani uh, responded in English, I'm sure. Uh, so now I'm translating back into something that might sound like him. It's a bizarre and unfounded judgment, and I think that uh, it will not mean much to most sane people thinking except for... Same, sane thinking people, except for those, of course, who love conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, that's us. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> so we love it when you do that, Rudy. We love it. Of course, the EU um, uh, claims now that there were over 500 terrorist preparation attacks in 2008 that they thwarted. 500 of them. Count them. <laughs> if that was true, they'd be in the news more. Of course. You know, it's total crap. Total, total crap. And where are the arrests? Which arrests? Well, there's no, no arrests. Well, there's no arrests. How would they, they, they? Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You, you, there's a terrorist plot afoot. You figure it out, and then you stop it. And then you don't arrest anybody. And then you don't arrest anybody. Well, they might arrest people, but you know they, they we're trying to keep uh, cool and calm and not to alert. Uh, the well, citizens. they all. But before they, in fact, when they had all those sweeps here in the United States, they were arresting people left and right and making a big scene about it. They arrested some guy who used to work for Intel up in Oregon, and then you know because he went and visited you know some madrasa or something like that. And then they arrested those guys up in uh, New England. They got some guys in Virginia, and they arrested some people in the uh, middle of the state of California for. I don't know what they, they were just plotting. They weren't even putting anything in play and they were arrested and it was a big deal. So what changed that made us stop publicizing the arrest if this is true? Well, I don't think what, they, uh, where's the logic here? I'm not getting it. Well, the logic is the, news, is the news media just dropping the ball and they refuse to report what they're told to report. Is that what you're saying? No, I think it's a combination. The, on top of everything, this is an EU report coming out of the European Union, and they just want to say, hey, we're, we're doing a good job. And so you scratch your head and you say, 500? You know, I heard of maybe two, one of which uh, is still responsible for us not being allowed to carry more than 100 milliliters of liquids on the plane because these guys were supposed to be blowing them up with liquids. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's just a part of the show. I mean, as, as Simon Cowell continues to produce the show world that we live in that we believe is reality, sometimes he lets it slip, you know? It's a, it's a hard job. It's not easy producing this big show. If there were 500 incidents, they should have been reported. Well, then the media is uh, lame. Well, somebody's lame. This is bogus. You can't say there's 500 things we thwarted, and then they don't tell us what they are, when they were, who did them, they, or anything well, in between. They, what kind of thing is that? What is that bull? Well, they, they should fire them. the people who, who who claim this. They categorized them. Well, it's the EU. It's EU themselves. Let me see if I can find it. They um they categorized these 500. I think it was 515 total. Uh, so this is Europol. They say they counted a total of 515. Terrorist attacks carried out or planned in the union in 2008. This is, a, this is like this is, jobs saved. Yes, <laughs> saved or created or saved. The threat to EU member states of Islamist as well as ethno-nationalist and separatist terrorism remains high. Deputy Director of Europe. Oh, they've, they've now included uh, separatist terrorists. Yes. What is that? Well, first the of all, Irish? they're saying Isla <laughs> ethno-nationalist. Ethno. So that could be... Uh, Shit, that would be me here, I guess. Am I not an ethno-terrorist? Uh, I'm sorry, no, ethno-nationalist. Ethno yeah. What is that, an ethno-ethno? I can't even say it. I think what it means is that you're somebody that's in a within a region that would like to split off into two countries, like uh, Canadians, Quebecois, and probably the Irish. So, um, despite the dominance of nationalist and separatist groups in the EU... Oh, but also the Basques. How about the Armenians? Maybe. Yeah. 
Mr. Simancas said Islamist terrorism considered to be the greatest threat at the global level. Can you, can you believe what these guys are saying? I mean, please, it would just just say Arabs. Just get them all in there while you're at it. Uh, it was a major concern in Europe with Islamist terror cells remaining active within within the EU. One attack by this type of group was per- perpetrated in 2008 with only the terrorists dying at a restaurant in Britain when the bomb exploded too early. I don't even know about that one. You'd think you would. And he died in a restaurant? Many other attempts were foiled. Citing examples in Germany and Italy and 187 arrests in France, Britain, and Spain. 187 arrests? Where were these arrests? Amazing. Yeah, you think that they'd be getting some publicity here. No, it's amazing. I mean, they were getting publicity for every two-bit arrest that they were making a few years ago. Now, why? Now we hear nothing. I guess it was still at the top of the list. Why is it being suppressed that this is true? I mean, it's just not true. Then I'll tell you what is getting out of control because every day there's a new report about border patrol abuse within the United States. Did you see the uh, the video we have on the blog? Was it about the pastor? It was about the guy that would get, it's like a hundred miles inland, so the border patrol, you know, yeah. they feel that there's a... Yeah, but that's, that happens in all the cases, but the, there's two cases that I saw uh, in the past few days. One was a pastor who was beaten on the head, beaten, a pastor, and the other one was a guy, and he's filming the whole thing, and the border patrol agent pulls out a pair of nunchucks. Yeah! Can you believe that? He, he, he like flashes his nunchucks at the guy, and then the guy, you know, if, you know, he's like, "I've got the Constitution in my knapsack." <laughs> Wrong guy to flash your nunchucks at. You threatened me by brandishing a weapon. Oh man, it just goes on and on and on and on. What was the one that you had on the on the blog? Uh, I have to go look at it. It's one among many. But this, but this just keeps it's happening. Just a guy, you know, reading them the riot act. It just keeps on happening, though. I mean, and this is completely unconstitutional right. and illegal. Where is the lawyers? People. Where are the lawyers that are so, you know, that are adept at The at, lawyers uh, are running the White House, my friend. And why is the White House not doing so? This is idiotic. You know, who's telling these guys to go out and do this stuff? And then, of course, we have this Napolitano, whoever, whoever whatever her name is. Yeah. She's being uh, targeted by the right-wing talk show people as a uh, as a as a bad person trying to get her fired because she's you know made it so that if you have any right-wing ideology, in other words, if you believe anything out of a huge laundry list from being uh, anti-abortion to uh, uh, thinking Ron Paul's a good guy, you are you know up for being on the terrorist watch list. Yeah. Well, they're trying to downplay that here and there, but this this is what gets me. Is it's like everyone, people push back on something. Oh, okay, don't worry, we'll change that. We'll fix that for you. And then nothing changes, nothing gets fixed, and it just keeps on moving. And, we, you know, it's like, do you even hear about the deficit anymore? I mean, that that's like, pfft. you know, you just, you just don't, you don't hear about this stuff anymore. Just it's, it's news for about a week, and then it goes away, and, and we're all just... Happy little suckers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just the way it goes. We got a nice review once again. Oh, yeah? For who? I uh, think his name is James. Either it's Cool or Cola. I'm not sure. 
And uh, he actually uh, quite a thoughtful review. And he, um, the title of the blog post is The Real Daily Show, Not More of the Same, which I thought was uh, quite a compliment there. And uh, goes in uh, to dis- so it's really a comparison between The Daily Show and No Agenda. And of course, otherwise, why bother with reading the review? Uh, we come out on top sm- <laughs> smelling like a rose. Uh, no, it's good. He, he, he recalls uh, our discussion about uh, the pirates and, uh, you know, says, you know, but of course, uh, we always drop in the real news about Madonna adopting a baby. Um, yeah, it, it's it's good. It was it was very, very nice. Yeah. The one that we have, by the way, the, the video we have is is the nunchucks one. It is the nunchucks one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others I'd like to get on here, too. They, these guys are, you know, people, I realize, you know, that, that E71 phone I have has a couple interesting features. And it does seem to have a limitless recording capability. I told so you. you turn, uh, yeah, as, you, as, just as long as you got uh, Yeah, so you start space. to record, and you drop the thing in your in your vest pocket or your pocket in your shirt, because mm-hmm. the thing is so light, it's not even, it doesn't even drag your shirt down. And you can pretty much record anything. You know what I saw on the plane, the in-flight magazine on EasyJet when we came back from Portugal, and of course, I wasn't one of the selected flights which had this item available, was a pen. You put the pen in your pocket, and it's actually a miniature. Uh, camera, and so you can pretty much aim it, angle it because the, the the lens is right on the clip there, right above the clip, and it records it. Uh, I, you know, I think there's a two meg uh, memory chip inside, and then you just unscrew the back and you plug it right into your USB, and you and you can drag like the video gig, off. Probably more like two gig. Two gig, yeah, two gig. I'm sorry. Um, I, I need that. That's really cool. That would be cool for you, especially since you're, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I've had confrontational. Good luck. <laughs> you mean because I stand up for my rights? <laughs> because I don't take shit from people. I'm confrontational. You sound like a border patrol agent, Mister Dvorak. Maybe. I think that, you know. I think I've decided that what we've got from Neapolitano, whatever the heck your N- name Napolitano. is, Napolitano. I don't know. So I think is that when she gave us the list there of this, you know, you can't be anti-abortion. You can't uh, care about what Mexicans cook crossing the border. And, and you, you can't you care can't, about you can't NAFTA. Use, you can't use Linux with a uh, a black screen with white prompts. You can't do all these different things. That is that that was not a suggest. That was not not meant for anybody, but it was marching orders for the public. Well, and there's a lot of that, and. Uh, and this is probably a good time to get into the one bit of agenda we have for today's no agenda. Um, was it your son who sent uh, that email that you forwarded to me about yeah. the pirates? Now, which son is this? Yeah, he says he also followed up with a bunch of other stuff. Wait a minute, that, wait know, minute. He wh- sent- Which son is this? This wasn't this wasn't Eric. No, no, this is John. He's the one at Evergreen. Well, how old is John? Twenty-two, I think. Mm. You think? You got so many kids, you don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know those crappy kids. I don't know what their fucking birthdays are. I don't care. If he's twenty three, I, I, I can, I can, I know what year he was. I know the year everyone was born in because I, they, each one has a, like uh, Eric is, you know. A okay, John, port, let's port go. Year. How old is Eric? <laughs> Eric is. He was born in seventy seven. How old is he? Come on, don't you can just doesn't roll off your tongue? But thirty two, I guess. Thirty two. Okay, and then uh, we have uh, John Junior. Well, it's not Junior because he's got a different middle name. Oh, okay. So he made that point. So he, and he's well, he was born. He was born in eighty-five. <laughs> so 
So he's 20. <laughs> geez, he's 24. So, or he's going to be 24 this year. He's 23. <laughs> this is no agenda. Dude, I'm so baked. You better. So I just remember me. the tees. Um, you and those buttons. You're hitting the wrong one. No, I like that one. I just remember the uh, the la di da di da one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just remember the years they were born. I don't sit around calculating it. Oh, God, now they're this age. You know, I don't care. So he sent a very thoughtful email um, about the pirate situation, and which really is a media story more than anything. But there were ah, some, some conclusions to be... Ringing. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have... Uh... <laughs> oh, it rang once, and that, then, then the machine hung it up. Huh. You've reached John C. Dvorak during the broadcast of No Agenda. Please leave your mystery caller details at the sound of the tone. <laughs> oh, you had that ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, go. yeah. I was ready for you. <laughs> the guy always calls. Who the hell is it? It's probably my wife calling your phone just to mess up the show some more. Are you done with him? Did you hang him up? Yeah. Yeah. Give him a call at his number in London. Hey, is some joker calling about the show? No, you're kidding me. No. <laughs> who was it? It's probably that guy who did the jingle. <laughs> and he has your home phone number. <laughs> he wanted to get That's the jingle. He wanted to get the played. jingle on. It's like, quick, let me call. Let me call. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. Don't do that again. Damn it. Some guys. I once will have somebody call me up. You know, that's got my number, and they, like, it, it, I've had more than a few calls. It's not a lot. I mean, I get called, uh, I, I call them all crank calls about maybe twice a year. It's not like, a, it's not like a nuisance, but it's usually some drunk, you know, teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it's like, always like, it, it's, you know, it's like it, they're back east, and so it's like two in the morning, and the guy, uh, uh, is uh, this uh, John uh, the columnist? <laughs> No, yeah. Really. Hey, dude. Hey, him. dude. Das rules, dude. <laughs> and then they want to chat, but they have nothing to talk about. I've always told people, you know, if you're gonna, you know, go to, if you, if you like going to concert, the big thing is to get the backstage pass. Yeah. And you go back there, you don't have anything in common with any of these people. And no, it's and like, you're, in fact, you're smart. in the way all the time. <laughs> you're in the way. <laughs> you're in the way. <laughs> Backstage access all areas. Oh yeah, that's what you want, baby. That's that's what you need if you want to be with the you cool know, kids. I will say this: if you can get a backstage pass and you can get back there, you want to. I mean, you know, there's only one reason and one reason alone to do it is there's usually a good buffet <laughs> yeah, in cold the cuts. backstage area. Cold cuts. Cold cuts. <laughs> cold so, cuts are so, great. <laughs> and potato salad. And so. That is truly the, the the best part of the backstage experience. And then if you got some, you know, some band that's, uh, you know, or, or artist that is that is up there and is, is is really rocking, then you know they always have a rider with all kinds of crazy shit. So you'll have, you know, only a specific type of Evian or tons of toilet paper, uh, or just uh, no or no brown M and M's. Something like that. So anyway, the uh, it's it's not worth the trouble. So let's uh, let's get back to your son John's. Oh, here someone sent me the link for the uh, the pen cam. Oh, that that thing is cool. No, send it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna Skype it to you right now. So, um, so he the way I read his email, which is too is too lengthy to read on on the show, is this is really like the perfect storm of a story. 
because on the one hand, it uh, it conditions the masses to think, yeah, let's go kill those bastards, those damn pirates, Johnny Depp on the high seas, let's go kill him. And on the other hand, it uh, it gives people, um, some people, some selected people, the thinking of, hey, you know, we're not safe. We need more spending on anti-terrorism. And then, of course, you have other people who are saying, oh, poor pirates, we're screwing them. It's our fault, which is kind of what I said last time. And I think I might have to revisit uh, after after reading the email. I might have to revisit my opinion. But there's yeah, he's basically summarizes saying the whole thing is just a uh, uh, it's like fractal. The per- the, it's the it's the well, it's like the perfect media storm, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just a bunch of you know, it's just to get people, and it also gets he gets the uh, that fractal thing doesn't work. Yeah, it does. I don't think so. It's too hard to hear it. Well, if you hear it twice, then it makes sense. Yeah, but then you're expe- you're asking too much of an audience. I mean, you're making demands on the audience. All right, we need a new one. So, um, yeah, he believes it's a fractal of the of the of the left liberal uh, agenda uh, to always, you know, break it down to these people are not doing anything more than what we do, which is, you know, we're a bunch of criminals right. as a as a culture. Which is, which is exactly what I did on the last show, by the way. Is exactly how I categorized it, exactly the message I, I sent. And I have to say, i got to think about it now. Right, yeah. No, uh, as soon as he read that, I was thinking of you. I was thinking, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, he's very analytical. He, you know what it is, is he and uh, the, the bunch of uh, the, this generation, um, not all of them, but a lot of them, they read these, these specific popular philosophers of the era, namely Lacan, and and mainly as interpreted by this character named Zizek, whose hard, name's hard to pronounce. And Zizek writes, uh, and you, he's actually got a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, he's fascinating. Zizek? Um, yes, it's Z-I-S-E-K, something like that. Zizek, like the, like the great Karnak? <laughs> and his stuff is quite good, but he's extremely, uh, the, the politics are, are very uh, unique. Uh, Zizek, I don't know, maybe somebody will... So the, so the thing that is yeah, kind of Slavoj Z I S E K, and, and he's That's one it. of the philosophers of our era, huh? Well, no, Lacan is, and Zizek is his is his um, his mouthpiece. I mean, <laughs> his, his, nobody his, can understand this guy Lacan. Oh, okay, I mean, so, I mean, so Zizek speaks for Lacan. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I need. I need someone to speak for me. I, you do. <laughs> now, uh, the way I see it is, but the funny thing is, if you start listening to Zizek, uh, he's actually got his thoughts are so unique and interesting that it's and extremely blunt about what's going on that it's in and of himself. It's fascinating. The Lacan part is actually kind of tedious. So anyway, that's kind of where this is a fractal. <laughs> I don't have to talk anymore. Mr. Roboto. <laughs> Dormigato. I like that guy. 
So anyway, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, we have to rethink some of this stuff. I'm going to try to get him. To, he's once I said I'm, I'd like to run this on the blog. This long letter he sent, right? Because it's not a bad essay. It's kind of rambling, and I said I'll just edit it a little bit to tighten it up. He says, and then he so he sends me another note that you didn't get. Where he says, well, you know, I think this is more of a of a, of a thing about the media. I'd like to redo it and talk about how today's media is a bunch of, you know. And then he goes into criticizing the 140 character Twitter yeah. uh, well, news distribution. Right. He says. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. Well, let, let's just stop for a second because the latest news, because there is something going on here, and I agree that partially it's the news loves this because it's almost like it's got all the elements. You know, it has some romance, kind of mystique. You know, the whole pirate vibe is just fantastic. That's what pirate movies, except if it stars Gina Davis, are, you know, blockbusters. It's the days of Errol Flynn's, the romanticism, yet we got to get these fuckers. Um,. And so I think the news is the news. The media keeps dredging up stuff, but at the same time, there is actual stuff happening. Um, they've uh, did I read this just today? A Belgian ship now has been nabbed by the pirates, <laughs> which of course was not hard because they ran out of coal. Uh, <laughs> pirates captured Belgian ship and were taken to the coast of Somalia after the vessel was reported missing early Saturday. Now, a lot of these reports, by the way, are coming out of the UN and NATO, so that's why I'm always highly suspicious. Um, but you know, the, so these 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 ships that are being captured are five six hundred miles from the coast, and it seems a little. You know, this is why they talk about the mothership and everything. There's got to be something more behind this than just poor fishermen. Yeah, well, poor fishermen is like the joke of it. And here's the thing that gets me. Why are why did we grab one of the head pirates and drag him to New York City of all places to put him on trial in U in you know in New York? Well, not just that. Um, France handed the pirates over to Kenya. I don't know why they would be handed over to Kenya. And what's going on with these guys being used as like uh, like trading, like like monopoly pieces or something? <laughs> yeah, sure, you can have one pirate. <laughs> yeah, you can have a pirate. Hey, matey. They have eleven Somali pirates that they seized in a naval raid this week. Did you hear about it? All I hear about is our hero. No. Or our hero, the guy that was that was there when they shot everybody standing around yeah, him. Yeah, because they had sharpshooters on board. Yeah, well, they, I guess so. I, we had to, I had to, by the way, give a mea culpa because I was ridiculing the sharpshooters being on board when, of course, that's about 10 people pointed out with emails. Uh, they were parachuted in from a nearby location. Um, I don't know what. <laughs> How does that work? So you, you, guess, you just parachute onto the ship? You're not like a, like a target? I guess. I guess they parachuted onto the ship. I mean, these guys are Navy SEALs, so they can do it. I mean, Navy SEALs are obviously, you know, uh, adept at everything. Could it be that, and, could it, is it possible, John, that this is just being used as a ruse to build up an incredible naval force in the region? I don't think we can afford that. <laughs> yes, we can. In fact, yes, we can. We can't afford it. We need a jingle. That says yes, we can. Nah. Yeah. Nah. So it's, just, it's a fractal of Obama's yes, we can. Yeah, but that's, it has to be like it has to be different somehow. Well, give us the while we're in the while I'm kind of wanting you to do this. Can you play that 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 little intro that that guy did that you're running on the stream? Oh yeah, sure. This was awesome. Well, there's actually two things. We have the uh, the No Agenda countdown. 
This is the No Agenda Countdown. Today is April 19th, 2009, informing you that today is a live broadcast of No Agenda, covering the real news that could change the world. Featuring Adam Curry from Gitmo Nation East, radiating from the southwest corner of London. And from Gitmo Nation West, a man who finally waits to announce his name at the end of the introduction, John C. Dvorak. Bringing you needlessly sensational voiceovers for no agenda in a fully armed and operational battle station above Gitmo Nation South, I'm Parker R. Snyder. In the morning, Crackpot and Buzzkill discuss the earth-shattering news that is important to you. Tune in today at NoAgendaStream.com. Remember, No Agenda is brought to you by Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak, and viewers like you. Head to NoAgendaLibrary.com or Dvorak.org slash NA to make your donation today. For hyperbolic voiceovers, I'm Parker R. Snyder. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> I'll play the I'll play the other one before we're done with the show. Yeah, you know, that's the typical thing where the where the announcement is longer than the show. <laughs> it's exactly right. Now I think he did a pretty good job, but I, no. I sorry. I do think he said library. Oh no! Oh no! Did he say library? No, I think he did. Tell me it ain't so. I don't even want to go back and listen to it. Well, Parker, I think the guy who phoned. Yeah. Oh, is that him? There we go. And now back to real news. Well, some some. Just fantastic real news, uh, John, that uh, I, I almost can't believe how fortunate we are to be able to uh, have a mainstream media that discusses these very important stories. And I have one that's trending that I guarantee you will be uh, top of the news. The Twitter Ooh, I like and it, trending. I like, yes, I like us picking up on the trending yeah, stories. Tre- here's a trending. Well, unfortunately, it's real news. <laughs> here's a trending real news story. The Twitter-enabled cat flap. The what? The Twitter-enabled cat flap. So this, uh, you're going to see this everywhere. This guy, uh, he had like stray cats coming into his house, and he wanted to catch him. So <laughs> he set this thing up. His own, his, own, his own cats have RFID tags, chips embedded in them. It's a very New World Order type thing. That's why I'm sure it's going to get picked up. So when they mm. come up to the cat flap, the RFID tag... Uh, identifies them, then takes a twit pic and posts it on Twitter as they're coming through the cat flap. And if they have the wrong RFID uh, chip or no chip, then the door stays locked. But still, a twit pic is taken and posted to Twitter. This is definitely something you will be hearing about over and over again. Oh, brother. So, uh, yeah, well, Twitter's become the big news thing. You know, now they Oprah, I guess she joined Twitter and she got 250,000 followers like instantly, that which was, I surprised uh, is that low. It was, uh, wasn't, I think it wasn't Ashton Kutcher. Didn't he send the first Oprah Twitter? Ooh. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I got to work on the buttons. So yeah. I'm looking at the. Oh, you're just going to continue with real news. Is there anything else? Well, I was just going to say that uh, I think Twitter is real news. Yeah, but it is real, real news. Yeah, yeah, no, it's something about it. I mean, right now I'm going to see the trending topics on Twitter. Number one, what do you guess? Oprah. Uh, no, Oprah is about uh, number eight. Uh, okay, number, I don't know what uh, pirates. 
No. It's still Susan Boyle. Oh, please. This, this is how shallow we are as a human race. Then uh, here before... I thought that would be a quickie. It's interesting. There's Ascot for, uh, ASOT 400. See, what's cool about this is you see those trends, right? And then you do a search on that trend, and then I can see... Let's say English and Dutch are actually quite close. This is... Uh, so there's these little pockets of people who you know just are twittering about like crazy, and they use a hashtag, and then it shows up as a trend. Half the time you don't know what the hell it's about, but yeah, uh, Easter is still high. FA Cup, Jesus, Earth Day, uh, Pussycat Island. <laughs> now that sounds interesting. Let's see what's happening in the world of Pussycat Island. Hold on. It's almost noon here. It's time for mojitos. Anyone need one? <laughs> what the hell is that? Uh, so there must be uh, some people hanging out in Pussycat Island. Okay, quite boring, actually. I guess there's nothing to that Twitter. So we're talking back to, uh, uh, let's say, um, memes. Since we're talking about Twitter, mm -hmm. I wanted to, before we left the pirate topic, I had to go to the printer and because I printed something out because I thought it was funny. I was looking at the news rundown on Google News because they have, you know, all these redundant stories. Yep. And so I looked up uh, Abduwali Muse, who is the pirate that we dragged over to New ah, York City. Okay. And it's interesting that they, uh, I'm just looking at here. I'm just going to read just a variety of stories. The way, and they're all, they're not all like, you know, AP stories, but they all say the following 19 year old Abdul Wali Moose, or Muse, believed to be the ringleader of the four, and then another, just <laughs> the ringleader. <laughs> next one, next story from Kongu.com. Uh, the pirates of 19 year old Abdul Wali Moose, believed, believed to, to be, be the, the ringleader. Uh, here's one that's but that, isn't that, that, isn't that a, but that in itself the ringleader it it it, yeah, it, it no, puts some weight on what you know hey man this is like a ring of pirates now this and is serious the, shit here's the times online in the UK Abdullahi Moose 19 instead of saying 19 year old Abdullahi Moose Abdullahi Moose this is how they changed it yeah. 19 <laughs> is believed, believed to be the to ringleader. Be the ringleader oh man how lame so it's like, the, yeah, no, the ring leader, it's like, you know, it's like a ring. It's a so, ring. So what do we know about these guys? Do we know anything? Nothing. Is anyone doing any reporting? I mean, why are we not revolting? You know, you shouldn't revolt against bankers. You should revolt against your news media. That's what you should revolt against. In fact, I guess we're doing it already, but not buying your stupid, lame, empty-ass newspapers and watching your stupid, lame, BS television news die. Die, 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 die. Already, because no. yeah, we got to go through the shit, John. We got to, you know, we're we're, we're, we're not even halfway through the car wash. There's no light at the end of the tunnel yet, but I think we have to go through this. We got to go through the real nasty. So there's one here I just noticed is the uh, this was on all. Oh, this is the one that's funny. This is the news uh, carrier that is getting busted. All headline news. I don't know where they got this one from, but it says. Uh, Abdul Moose will be brought to New York. He's in Kenya under the custody of American authorities. Oh, so there's another, so Kenya, another connection. Kenya connection. Yeah. Why, why Kenya? I have no idea. I'm telling you, John, is Kenya poised? Where's Kenya on the map? I mean, we got to go look it's at it. It's in the middle of the country. But is, kind it, is, of it, like is it kind centrally of centrally located? But is it <laughs> centrally located in beautiful downtown Africa? Kenya is the place for you to visit. 
Is it? Uh, is it near? Somalia is on the way, coast, but is it? Does so, it border on Somalia? I don't know. I have to look on the map. I'll look at All it. All I it's know is it's it. a shithole. I. Um, <laughs> we were in Nairobi at the airport. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm come come to Kenya. John C. Dvorak says it's a shithole. <laughs> so <laughs> that's your endorsement right there. <laughs> So uh, you, we're in the airport, and uh, the the military is in the airport, shaking down the tourists that are passing through, literally, like taking their shit away from them. Yeah, and stealing their money. Now Kenya's on the on the opposite coast, I think. No, no, no. It's over on the. It's kind of in the oh, middle, no, no, on, no, toward the east. It's on, it's the, on east the east coast, coast. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. so so it borders on Somalia. So we have yeah, could. there you go. Somalia is on the coast that has kind of like that hook going up, and then you have Ethiopia, another fine place to visit, and we have uh, <laughs> and Kenya. So maybe uh, Kenya's uh, staging a takeover with help of because um, you know Somalia is a mess. So maybe that's what this is about. Maybe that's why they're being sent to Kenya. They're probably in cahoots. Well, let's look at this map here. Look at it, man. I mean, Ethiopia's got to be easy. Those guys will do anything for some. Yeah, so Kenya does lunch. have some ports. Right? Nairobi is where I was. Um, See what I mean? I, I just, by the way, I would not recommend anyone going there for any reason, um, unless you're escorted by the military. But, just, but of course, you know, if, if you look at where it's strategically located, you know, so Somali has a nice flap of land which board, which is across the water from uh, Saudi well, Arabia. I mean, if you're taking a look, well, yeah, because it flips around. Now, if you're taking a look at Somalia and you want to say to yourself, what could I do what with that? We what do what with could that we do with a country? <laughs> Come Seriously. to Somalia. You know the place that used to be a shithole? Well, we've changed all that. I mean, it's got a shoreline that goes on forever. It's beautiful. Let me zoom in on Google Earth and let me take a look at the at our new beachfront property. Where would you like to have our house, John? Since uh, that well, you know, look at the issues where we've had trouble in the past. No, 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 and that's you know where they where they ran Clinton. You know, he was you know sent some troops there and then they butchered him and then we all we we ran like you know kids out of there instead of bombing the place, and. so that place is kind of obviously out of control, and I guess that the you know a lot of the pirates are using it as a. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to what? Maybe if they incited a war, I'm just thinking in in some sort of global uh, uh, uberlord. Yes, kind of. They thing. and they talk. Yes, they. Who we we don't know who they are. Well, you do, but I don't. Yeah, of course, I do. And yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, they decide, okay, we're going to, we're using kids. In other words, the only reason we have Americans in Kenya in the first place is because we got our people, our economic hitmen, already there. Working it, working the land, to stealing the minerals. To get the, uh, to get them to go to war with Somalia. I really, and if you look at how surrounded everything is, because of course, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Iraq, which is, uh, so we're surrounding Saudi Arabia, essentially. What else is on the other coast? What else can we look for in the news? Um, Eritrea, Djibouti, Djibouti. The hell is Djibouti? That's a country. Djibouti. I don't know where you know. Eritrea used to be called something else. There's you know we. There's a Dude, bunch of people they, that know. They, they changed all those names just to confuse us. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> it's working. You can't, can't keep up. I mean, it's like we don't look at the African map that much as it is. And most people, especially in the United States, they, don't, no idea, they can't no find clue. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's unbelievable. So we should be on the lookout for uh, weird stuff coming out of Kenya, because you're right, our people are there already. They're probably going to take over running of Somalia. And then, of course, we have... Uh, it's just a lot of, you know. Well, we, you know, we have to do it in a, such a way. We, I mean, obviously, we don't want to get involved in Somalia, you know, as a, as a USA, because that's not going to fly. I mean, we couldn't do it before. We, there have to, we have to incite some sort of a situation. So, um, okay. Uh, what is Djibouti? Djibouti? Hey, how's your Djibouti <laughs> doing? Hey, did you check the Djibouti on that girl, man? I've never even heard that. How did that one get by me? Djibouti is rocking. <laughs> well, here's they it, must say. You know, Djibouti is a really small country <laughs> with the, with the capital Djibouti. Yeah. You know, so the so the mailing address would be Djibouti, Djibouti, um, <laughs> Djibouti, Djibouti. I'm gonna excuse me, John. I gotta make a Djibouti call. I'll be right back. It seems to me that the, since where it's located in the rest of it, it's got to be sitting on some oil fields. Oh, of course. Of course, there's, of course, there's something important there. Yeah, that's why it's so small. Let's the, uh, here. Let me just type into Google G Booty B O U T I. Well, you do that, and I'll, I'll take us a little bit Oil. westwards towards uh, oil field towards Israel because there is some interesting stuff coming up. Um, the U.S. is going to participate in uh, a missile shield war game exercise with Israel. Yeah, great. Well, you know what that's about. That's about Iran. Yeah, yeah, just a it's a saber I, I, rattling. I, I, yeah, saber rattling. Or looking at this pirate stuff. Think about it, John. Why wouldn't we want to have a whole bunch of destroyers? And of course, it's NATO forces. The Dutch are sending a ship. Oh, the Belgians, their only ship, of course, <laughs> got captured. Shit happens. <laughs> the one running on coal. The one running, there was no wind. They were in irons. <laughs> no wind, so it's dead. They were in irons, so they were able to get them. Uh, I think it's to build up a force there. I think they're just using this, and they're probably paying some, you know, some Zay guys, formerly known as Blackwater, or maybe three mountain tops, uh, Obama's boys from Chicago, or whatever it was, three tent tops. What was the name of the new uh, Blackwater there? Can't yeah, I can't remember the name. It's it's, uh, it's something. Maybe they're you know, it's, it's, it's like Prince changing his name. You know, <laughs> you get. Uh, you, know, you get these pirates out there five, six hundred miles from the coast. They can't find a mothership. I mean, you got to think it might be Navy SEALs or some other consultant type guys helping out. Yeah. Well, anyway, they could have said they were Navy SEALs. And they may not have been. Who knows? Anyway. We don't we don't get this facts and nobody's the military's not talking to anybody. And there's nobody inside on the ships that's going to say anything. They're fairly uh, good at being quiet. The um, so. Here's a background on Djibouti. Djibouti. The French territory of the Afars and the Isas became Djibouti in 1977. Hmm. Uh, Hassan Gouled Aptadon installed an authoritarian one-party state and proceeded to serve as president until 1999. Unrest among the Afar's minority during the 1990s led to a civil war. Gee, that's unusual in Africa. That ended in 2001 following the conclusion of a peace accord between the Afar rebels and the Isa-dominated government. This is from the CIA effect book. Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. 
No, I think this, you know, the CIA fact book is actually pretty decent. Yeah, when it comes to the script. Well, yeah, but it's still the information's good. Um, Here's one for you. U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, has uh, said to the Dutch Rijksmuseum, John, you can maybe still make it before it's gone, said, hey, we really like that uh, expo that you've got up there, uh, but that one painting, the uh, the bend in the Gentleman's Canal, that's the translated title, the the, the Bocht van de Heerengracht, uh, painted by Rembrandt in 1672, uh, we're going to have to take that away from you, because uh, the guy who uh, whose collection it belongs to had put it up as collateral for a $50 million loan. He then sold the painting to the Rijksmuseum, and now J.P. Morgan Chase is saying, uh-uh, we had a lien against it. We're coming to take it from you. Well, right. that's interesting. And I've take- seen that painting, by the way, because I went to the Rijksmuseum. It's a beautiful painting. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good... That's a nice museum. Which, Although, which has been to- completely screwed. It's, uh, it's you know, half of it's been closed for two years for, you know, some quick repairs they were going to do. Mm. That's pretty outrageous. Uh, for- the bank is just going to take it right out of the museum. Sorry, it's ours. I think they should. I think the uh, the the country Holland should nationalize the painting and tell the bank to screw itself. You know that's they can uh, do that. that's what I wanted to talk to you about. What is all this 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 talk of nationalizing news? I've only just this? started this. It's only started to crop up about nationalizing news. Now, I have I, no idea what it means. What? Okay, so what I understand is. It, was, it wouldn't be a true nationalization, but it's it's really the next step in in kind of the the Ministry of Truth Orwellian feel to what the what what seems to be happening. The first step is there would be no corporate taxes on news media because you know they're all dying, right? The, everyone's going down the tubes, and so you know I'm not quite sure what the what the steps are after that. We make it. I, I really don't know, but I keep seeing this nationalizing the news media, and I'm thinking this is really, really, really bad that, 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 we're, that it's even being discussed in this manner. I haven't been able to catch up to it. Well, that kind of kills that topic, doesn't it? <laughs> I've been able to catch up to it. Right. I've been seeing it crop up as a meme, you know, nationalizing news, nationalizing news, and I, but I'm not seeing any. What what this what what anybody's talking about? I have no idea. I mean, if they want to like uh, give the guys a, a tax break, what do they need a tax break for? They're losing their ass. That's a tax break in and of itself. They're not paying any taxes. Well, so how does that make any sense? If you're losing a million dollars a week at the San Francisco Chronicle, what's your tax? Yeah, that's a good point. So there was the, you know, so there is no tax break when you're broke. Maybe it's a setup for uh, for for a bailout. Well, I think that's a possibility, but what kind of a bailout would these guys expect or want, and what good will it do them? Well, they're I going mean, down to tubes because their product sucks. But that and, didn't you know, stop us from giving General Motors money. Well, yeah, but they're going to still go bankrupt. Well, that's the here's what the the, the the irony to all this is, and people keep pointing it out. Why are we giving them money when they're just going to go bankrupt, bankrupt anyway? Yeah, yeah. It's like here's money, 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 bankrupt. It's like what did what, what you just give all this money for? They're going to have to go bankrupt. But General Motors, if we if we were thinking about this clearly, we had to realize that at some. But the real problem here with General Motors going bankrupt is obviously these old farts. Well, not 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 necessarily. Some of them are no, as no, old as I am. Let's but not be old ageist. Fart, 
these old guy, these retirees from General Motors who, who bought into the proposal that, look, you work for us for 25, 30 years and we give you, a, you can, we just give you money for the rest of your life until you drop dead. And, uh, so, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of these people, and it's caught. And something like, I think something on the price, it's like two or three hundred dollars a car, or some outrageous amount of money goes into paying. I mean, in terms of the price you pay for an American car, is really p- paying the welfare for these retirees. Which, of course, America is not being a generous sort. Uh, would rather buy a Honda or a Toyota for less money, and it's a better car in, in on top of it. So you have this situation where what can we do to be more competitive? Well, we've got to get out from under this ridiculous pension. Uh, but why are we uh, having? But why are we having this conversation now after we already spent twenty billion on them? Fully, everyone was aware that it wasn't going to work. Everyone's like laughing about this, and now that it's happened, now General Motors is saying, "Yeah, we're going to go bankrupt." And that was really just how are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? Do we have we become so? Numb to the numbers that they don't matter anymore. What just what is going on? I wonder about that myself. About why, if we knew it, I mean, maybe we didn't. Maybe somebody actually didn't know that this was going to have to happen. Uh, I and I think, or maybe they're just trying to stall. Because here's what the real problem is: you pull the rug out from under all these retirees. And you got just you got like a horrible situation. Maybe this is why you need the border patrol and cracking heads. Thank you, John. Finally, you're starting to see the light. Not only that with the retirees, but in general, the pension fund, of course, the biggest Ponzi scheme that we own. That's why there's FEMA camps, John, because I do <sighs> believe that where we're headed is total mayhem on the street, and it'll be the border patrol will say, "Why don't you just come on right over here? We'll take care of you, ma'am." Oh, Mr. Dvorak, please, nothing to see here. Just have a seat. The Barbed wire turned on the inside is for your protection, not to keep you from escaping. <clears throat> Whatever. Now, uh, you're always going in that direction. Uh, I think there's a concern, but I think it's an economic concern. I don't think that these guys, this particular group of people, uh, I think there's there are pockets of people, or maybe this is maybe every actually maybe the government thinks the way you do, which is a possibility, which is frightening, which is the that there's going to be riots and blood in the streets if these guys have their money taken away from them. Because uh, they, they, they were guaranteed this money. That's, I, that's I, I what didn't they, go to work for this company for 25 years to be told, uh, given a, a bunch of bull crap, and then have my pension taken away. Now what am I supposed to do? There's no jobs for me. There's nothing to do. I can't, can't pay my mortgage. I can't get another loan. My house is worth less than it was two years ago. I mean, this is like above. Uh, this is a formula for uh, you know for you know riots. This is exactly what was discussed in the secret meeting in Congress. You'll recall this happened in the last quarter of 2008 just before everything started to really hit the shitter there was a secret secret meeting off the record only only house members were allowed to attend no one's allowed to talk about it and we now know that in that meeting specifically was discussed that martial law would have to be invoked in the United States because we were tanking the I mean it's not like these guys don't see it why do you think that the Goldman Sachs is stealing all of our money taking it right from their buddies in the in the treasury because they know it's happening it's it's unavoidable might as well benefit while we can and yes 
That's why the camps were set up. Conveniently, the law, they already had them set up, but they conveniently introduced the bill just about the time when we're going to actually need them, where they can be for uh, all, all kinds of disasters and anything else, homes, Homeland oh, Security these camps aren't going to be used for anything. God, John. I'm not buying the this camps. Is, this, is, this is exactly what they said 50 years ago. Ah, these camps, they're not going to be used for anything. Don't worry about it. I bet you they got nice showers there, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, from your perspective, I can see, you know, especially when you're overseas and you're not actually here. John, uh, the, um, here they they already literally said the government said it'll be the summer of rage. They're all they're they're already putting it into people's heads. Oh, there's going to be fighting in the streets. It's going to be the summer of rage. Everyone, you know, we have extra forces now that we need because the economy. They're, 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 the people are so meek and sheeplish here that they they need the actual command. It's like a command line. <laughs> they, they type in the command. You must riot. Yes, Please that's exactly. riot so we can implement our scheme. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's, exa- <laughs> it's that simple. I, I used to think it was so complicated, but it's really, really simple. And, yeah. and I'm sure that... You're going to put money on these riots? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I will, not riots. I'm putting money on people being detained in camps for sure. Uh, detained. They'll be living there. Peacefully, you know how. So the in the age so of trans- they call one giant homeless shelter. We are these tent camps are all over the country now. They're growing like crazy. People have to go somewhere, and in in the United Kingdom, it's already cultural to sleep rough. You know the. Um, Did you know that? The, you know, no. What does sleep rough mean? That means you sleep outside, on the street or wherever. Oh, that's what I meant without your underwear. No, that's commando. So, so uh, by the way, just as an aside, so, you know, it, that Italian town, a couple of bunch of these Italian towns that were devastated by that earthquake, they set up these tent communities all over the place. Yeah, they're run by the mob. Well, this, what the funny thing is, you I was doing somebody was doing a walkthrough in this tent community. It looks like anything else in Italy. A bunch of people sitting around drinking cappuccinos. It's no, no, John. A lot of people died. Let's not be so. No, I'm sorry about, about that, but I'm just saying the the fact that the Italians are, can relax into any situation as Italians, you know, without. You know, be like if, you, if, they, if this was like an American thing, you'd have. Of course, the news media propagates this. They find some woman crying her eyes out. Yeah, you know, and all she does is sob, and they put her on the camera, and then they, you know, and then they, try they, they to put get, a voiceover. This say, woman lost her entire family, her home, and everything that she ever possessed. And they come up to her, how do you feel about that? Oh, my God. What is wrong with you people? Leave the woman alone. How do you feel? Because it's the same guy who asked Madonna the question, you know, when her child adoption plans are thwarted. You know, it's the same guy. How do you feel about that? The the secret memos, I think, uh, is worth mentioning. Please, okay. tell, please tell me you've heard about this. <laughs> I've heard about secret memos, but I don't know which ones you, to which you refer. Well, these would be the Bush um, interrogation memos. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, this is the one where they came yeah, right. Go ahead. Well, I mean, this is the one where they said, you know, they're about to, you know, kind of promoting the uh, the torture. Kind of. 
kind of promoting, like waterboarding, totally okay, good, good to go, kids. Uh, torturing children by putting them in in uh, in a confined space with uh, with with bugs. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. I know it's sick. And and it's like it's like when did these you know when did these when did we get a. Uh, when did these people who should have probably been washed out of, of community ser- or you know national service for being probably perverted and sick, you know, why, how did they get into positions of power where they could like promote this sort of thing? I mean, this is like this is like out and out sick. Yep, and it's stamped with an American flag, amigo. And so Obama's administration says, uh, well, we won't uh, prosecute anyone who uh, participated because they were just following orders. My God, another throwback to WW2. We were just following orders. Yeah, see, that, the problem with that, with, with going along with it, instead of pro- what they should do is, of course, prosecute because that will keep other people from making the same stupid exactly. mistake. Exactly. That's what, exactly. That's what. So what they do is, what they, by not prosecuting, is kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's okay, but we're saying it's not because our followers, you know, demand it, but we're going to just, you know, you guys, you're off the hook. How's that work? It only works in the land of Oz, my friend. There's a, a judge in uh, Spain who for a year now has been trying and he's gaining a little bit of ground. He's certainly gaining some um, PR. He's uh, desperately trying to bring six leading Bush administration officials to justice, including uh, Attorney General Gonzalez, um, Undersecretary of Defense, Assistant Attorney General Jay Bybee, John Yo, the Deputy Assistant Attorney General, and William Haynes II, Defense Department General Counsel. I mean, this is like lawyer war going on. Yeah, lawyer war. Well, you know, the lawyer war is going on with the new Attorney General and, and that Ted Stevens case. Yeah, that could, you know, that, that's still lingering, isn't it? Yeah, because they're thinking of prosecuting uh, for a malicious prosecution the, uh, the, the government officials that went after Stevens. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on like that. I, th- I, I think, think it's, comp- it's out of control. There's just no control. No one's running the show. Everyone's got their little fiefdom. Everyone's responsible for one little thing they're supposed to fuck us with. And they're just out of control. It's like, here's, here's your papers. Border Patrol, go screw with everyone. Uh, lawyers, let's go sue each other. Goldman Sachs, keep stealing money from us. Okay. Oh, we need to implement the bird flu. Hey, hey, you guys, don't let that story get out. That was bad. So the um, talking about you know this these guys trying to uh, prosecute Bush officials. Uh, I, I think there's a certain irony that's at play with these uh, with all the people in the New World Order and internationalism. Because at some point, if you're going to go in that direction, you're asking for, you're asking for for an international court. Yeah, that actually has power over Americans, which is something we don't want because we'd rather bring people to New York City and try them there because we are the international court. I mean, we drug Noriega out of Panama, you know, just go in there, grab him, bring him to Florida, try him, throw him in jail. 
uh, you know, the guy who's running a country. I mean, it took a lot Excuse of Excuse me, who owns the country? You know, owner's yeah, rights. Be, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, we told you what to do. We put you on the payroll. You didn't do your job in the brink. That's how it works. Yeah. But when you take when you if you're going to go toward internationalism, the potential exists that these guys that are, uh, you know, being indicted on some international court because they were in the Bush administration are at great risk of not being able to ever leave the United States For, because they'll be, uh, be picked up and thrown in, in court subsequently jail. Yeah, they could be picked up anywhere, pretty much, and around the world. You know, there's somebody can grab them. And the thing is, most of these guys would, you know, they seem to have plans to get to Paraguay, which I think is, you know, immune to Paraguay in, in particular is immune to uh, extradition um, from the U.S. or to the U.S. I, I guess if you can somehow get to Paraguay in a private jet, perhaps you could escape, but. Uh, I don't know. So it's like people are scrambling. It's kind of interesting to uh, to the, observe. The rats are leaving the ship. Yeah, well, I think that uh, China China is onto something. They they're really quite smart about uh, about you know. So in the U.S. our government basically kicks us into shape with intimidation and all kinds of crazy Gitmo nation like rules. But in China, they, they've 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 gone on a whole different track, which I really like. They've uh, apparently the government has employed uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> I kid you not, and uh, he's he's saying, he's coming out and saying stuff like the Chinese people they really need to be controlled. I'm not sure if it's good to have freedom or not. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way to do it. If we're not being controlled, we'll just do what we want. That's wrong, says Jackie Chan. <laughs> just do what we want. <laughs> I didn't catch this. This is funny. Yeah, this is um, on Yahoo, actually, from the AP. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good story. Uh, it was a panel discussion uh, titled Tapping into Asia's Creative Industry Potential. <laughs> uh, good old Jackie. Jackie Chan doing his stuff, man. I love it. I was reminded of all these companies back in the 90s and 80s that were relocating, putting a lot of their offices in Singapore which uh, is the fascist state. I mean, it's an actual, real, honest-to-God fascist state that actually uh, functions very well. And it's a place worth visiting. Americans are always real comfortable there, by the way, uh, especially American companies, because this, this, you know, is essentially fascist. Are, are comfortable? Oh, the uncomfortable, yeah. Of no, course. they're very comfortable. They, uh, you go to, they're comfortable. It, oh, because the government, of course, is it's corporatism. So, yeah, so it works perfectly. Yeah, and if you go, I've been there, and it's a very comfortable place to go. I mean, it's like there's a lot of people around, but you don't feel, you know, it's just, and everybody speaks, not everybody, but a good portion of the population speaks English because it's, uh, and you find that in that part of the world because of the British, and it was a British colony. And um, it's just, a, but it's interesting how we relax. I mean, you've, you, it, they've, you know, there's a joke. They, they like to joke about themselves, the, the Singaporeans, and they. One of their gags is, you know, oh yes, we think Singapore is a very fine city. You get fined for jaywalking. You get fined for bubble gum chewing. You get fined. You keep, by the way, it is illegal to chew gum, and no, it's, it's, or to it's it's sell just, gum. No, it's, it's you can't spit it out on the street. That's when you get. No, arrested. you can have gum, but you can't. But no, you also can't sell it. Nobody sells gum in Singapore. Check it out. No loss. No loss. Uh, anyway, it's just a, it's, I don't know why. Shadow Puppet Theater. 
So there we go. I got one for you from the Shadow Puppet Theater Files. Stephen Ratner, who was uh, an advisor to the uh, auto industry bailout, is now uh, under investigation. He's an advisor to the Treasury, by the way, and the President. Um, opening, uh, this is uh, the LA Times, who do some interesting work from time to time. The investment banker Steve Stephen Ratner came to Washington in February to help the admin, Obama administration bail out General Motors Corp and Chrysler and maybe even find a larger role in government for himself. But any larger ambitions are now clouded by a pay-for-play scandal that links the New York State Pension Fund, a low-budget movie called Chooch, and Ratner's former private, former private equity firm. This is the stuff that dreams are made of when it wow. comes to news. It's a movie in and of itself. The movie named Chooch. <laughs> Chooch. But the, I guess he leveraged the New York State Pension Fund. You know, it's like this, these guys, and this, these are the guys who are in there trying to save the auto industry we just spent $20 billion on. And if you look at the guy, you just, you just want to hit him in the face. You just like, ugh. Let me send you a picture. You know what I mean, those guys, when you just know that they're screwing you? <laughs> it's just the kind of guy you just want to slap around. Look at him, Stephen Ratner. Let's see. Oh. You know what I mean? He looks like a weasel. Co-founded the Quadrangle Group. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. He's got that same haircut that the bunch of these, it's like an Ivy League look. You know, where you got the, it's a, a William F. Buckley kind of haircut. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Nicolas Sarkozy, uh, <clears throat> Napoleon. We just, just call him Nicholas Napoleon from now on. Sar Sarkozy the Great. <clears throat> he, uh, he's, <laughs> this guy keeps coming out with amazing quotes. He's better than Berlusconi. Of course, they're both in the same wood. And uh, he, I think he offended three world leaders in one lunch. I'm looking for... Uh, <laughs> for the, three for one. Here it goes. Mr. Sarkozy, not known for his tact, said U.S. President Barack Obama was, quote, not always up to standard on decision-making or efficiency. Jose Luis Rodriguez Zapatero of... Is it he of Spain? Uh, was... Quote, perhaps not very intelligent, <laughs> while Angela Merkel, quote, had no choice but to come round to my position when she saw the state of the German banks. This guy, this is the guy you got to watch out for. Oh, yeah. This, no, this Napoleon dangerous. dude, he is, yeah, he's, he's very dangerous. And the, yeah, and the more I look at uh, Carla Bruni, the more I'm convinced that she must be an, an MK Ultra experiment. She she must be one of the presidential models of you know that are hypnotized and uh, and are just robotic. I mean, why else would she be with this man? Well, maybe she. Uh, well, she likes the trappings of power. Talking about trappings of power, so I've, I've uh, forgot to mention that one of our contributors last week, which I want to mention, uh, because he gave us an, an interesting number. And by the way, I want people out there, we didn't get a lot of contributions last week. I guess the show wasn't that good, but uh, send us some uh, help here at Dvorak.org slash NA. Anyway, so this guy sent us $51.50. 5150 is, uh, no, I know 5250 is Van Halen's studio address. 5150. I give up. 
It's the, uh, and specifically, I think it's in California, but I think it might be elsewhere. It refers to a uh, section of the law that defines insanity. Ah, so I, I used like to actually, yeah. So when he when he came in with this number, I immediately uh, caught it because I I used to work because for an enforcement. You used to be insane. <laughs> Because uh, we used to have these people that were like, there was all oh, you can't go visit them. They're fifty-one fit, or they, they actually we call them fifty-fifties, and uh, that meant that they were uh, nut jobs, and they were had aluminum foil hats and that kind of thing. Um, you know, like you. And that's another one for the armory. We appreciate it. <laughs> so anyway, no, the thing that's about this character is his name. It's like I saw his name. I go, my God, this is like one of the world's greatest names because it could be any kind of person. So his name is Johnny Green. Ooh. That's like a good so I'm DJ thinking, name. Johnny Green. Hey, Johnny Green hey. with everybody. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Johnny Green bringing it to the ladies. It could be like a pimp, or he could be like a you know broadcaster, or he could be a, a baseball player. Johnny Green, yo, Johnny Green, center field. <laughs> it's it's one-legged like Johnny games. Green out there, and he's gonna steal second. And so, so the, so the, you know, so he's got this universal name. But the, but the thing that's really interesting about it is that in this day and age, having the last name Green is actually pretty, you know, um, trendy. Oh, right. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Because of the green thing, you know what I'm saying? Did, 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 anyway, we, I was we, kind of impressed. We talked about a... a, a, um, a well, let me uh, finish some more of these numbers. Well, yeah, but just, we... just a second, because we talked about someone who made a donation last week, and we thought it was a hot babe from uh, from Italy, Andrea. Yeah, yeah it turns Andrea, out yeah. Andrea is like a, is an, is a, is a guy's name in Italy. Oh. So, uh, there you go. I, I thought I'd link to her... I still, uh, still want to know if he's hot. You don't know that it's not well. Okay, I, I, maybe Andre could let us know. So here's a couple other numbers. Twenty twelve, of course, we get that, and nine yeah. eleven, which is surprising. We haven't gotten that more. Was that nine nine dollars and eleven cents or nine hundred eleven dollars? Yeah, nine hundred eleven, but yeah, that's okay. For sure. Six sixty six again. Now here's one I didn't couldn't fathom. It's the only one. There's a nineteen eighty four. There's a two thousand one. You know, based on the movie, a guy had to write me a note. Yeah, it's but from the movie. This one I don't get. 2674. 2674. No. It means nothing to me. I got nothing there. I got nothing. Um, and maybe, who knows? Some some in there. 2674. So Did you Google it? Did you try that? Oh, no, I didn't do that. We have a RFC 2674. What's that? Something about printers. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy likes the printer. He likes a certain HP printer. So, you know, people should. There's a lot of things you could do. You could do house resolutions. Eight thirty-five is a good one, which of course is uh, the re-education program of America, which will send your children to camp, and they get a nice armband. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty-six seventy-four. No, I. I uh, Oh, Pan Pandarus. Okay, hold on a second. Twenty six seventy four Pandarus, a Jupiter Trojan, discovered on what? January twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two. I don't know what that is. It's like a an asteroid. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's the one headed our way. <laughs> what else did we get? That's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of you know subscriptions, and that's about you know two bucks here and there. 
but we don't have anything uh, spectacular. We don't have any new nights. Well, you, know what, you, know, you know what the problem is, John? The problem what? is we don't have enough. Uh... And now, back to real news. Pop star Madonna has suffered minor injuries and bruises after falling from a startled horse on New York's Long Island on Saturday. <laughs> According to her spokeswoman, the 50-year-old singer fell when her horse was startled by paparazzi who jumped out of the bushes to photograph her. Madonna was treated at a hospital in Southampton and was later released. Wow, she could have been killed. That actually makes, like, the BBC News. <laughs> I'm reading it from a BBC News report. It's just... Fucking idiots. We are. That's pretty bad. Like, you know, somebody falls off a horse. I mean, let's say she breaks her neck or something. It's not news. She did. She she hurt herself pretty bad um, uh, a couple of years ago. On a horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She broke her arm and uh, I think maybe her collarbone. Yeah, she uh, got pretty bad. Hey, um, I didn't know. You know, and most people, when you think of Iran, you don't think about that they have uh, this problem or even these facilities. But uh, the Iranian authorities have arrested 26 men and women who were involved in uh, producing and distributing through the Internet child and other forms of pornography. they got a whole cyber team over there. Well, Iran's not, you know, a backwards country by any means. Oh, I know, but I believe most people think Iran and you think, you know, people with towels and camels. They, they have, I don't even think there are any camels in Iran. They got iPods. You know, and they're Persians, not Arabs. Do Persians not wear towels on their head? Mm, very few. No, not that I know of. It's not a towel. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're not coming out of the shower. What? What? What is that uh, garment called then, John? It's got oh, a lot oh, of different ye, names. Oh, ye so knowledgeable. You know, can't Hat. name. name <laughs> I need a tinfoil towel. <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, okay. I'll just, hey, uh, by the way. Yeah. So last week I went on. I got to, I got a, a nasty note from one of our producers. And by the way, that's what we call anyone who contributes to the show. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA or noagendalibrary.com, please. Anyway, he's saying that, you know, you told a stupid cork, cork story in Portugal once already, yeah, you, you, you know, did six repeat, months yeah. ago. And why are you telling it again? It was boring and it was long-winded and you can't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, I'm and I said, well, Adam's supposed to call me on these when I'm being repetitious. Because I, I don't know. I think it's a fascinating. I like the cork, cork story. Okay, so, so we have to have an agreement because from time to time I think... Oh, shit, man, you've told that before, but I just let it go because I don't want to be um, rude. Maybe the, Since when? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to say, oh, we already heard that before, but I guess I should. Well, I think you should do it in some uh, sensible way. Okay, let's try it. Hey, dude, you, this is the second time. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah, okay, go. So you know, dude, dude, finish up with your. You're in Portugal, and you know you're. Really oh yeah, like so they, yeah, it was the Cliff Richard wine, and uh, there were some nice oak trees. Yeah, you, well, you know the funny thing, I was in <laughs> Portugal in that same area, and the, the funny thing was, you know, is that I had this like fascination with cork trees, so I wanted to take a look at a cork factory. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
John, you've already mentioned that to us before. Ten, time to take your meds, and let's continue with the show. Uh, from Gitmo Nation. Go ahead. You have to come up with something better. I like the horn, though. The that seems okay. pretty good. From Gitmo Nation. But you could be honking that half the time. Yes. <laughs> it's certainly good. Uh, there's a new leaflet out, John, in the UK. Remember, we were just talking about uh, conditioning of the people. The leaflet is titled Coping with the Stress of Job Loss. And uh, so there's many tips in there. Can you guess what the main tip is? Uh, drink a lot. It's close. Eat more fiber. <laughs> You're kidding. No. No. Do you least... have a copy of this? You've got to scan it. Uh, I don't have a copy of it, but I will get it. Uh, get it and scan it, because that is too funny. A leaflet, I'll blog it. A leaflet on coping with the stress of job loss includes advice on maintaining well-being by eating healthily, including concentrating on fiber-rich foods like wholemeal bread, fruit, and vegetables. And here it is, John. Drink plenty of water and get enough rest and sleep. I mean, how... How degrading well, they want is the this? Fiber, the, 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 these grains, these these uh, complex sugars, which is what they really are, uh, the bane of you know people with blood sugar issues. Uh, they want you to have a lot of that because it's satiating and makes you kind of slow witted. You make dumb, you get kind of stupid. Right. I mean, the smartest people, exactly. you, you know, if you just eat fish, you'll get going to get you know too too, too you're gonna smart be thinking and active. Too much. Yeah, you'll be you'll be like prepared to go uh, riot and stuff. And so would you? So you want to have a lot of you know that, and then of course the drinking. But I'm of course I'm not a total believer in this one but drinking a lot of fluoridated water on top of that <laughs> that'll keep you calm exactly that'll keep you calm that'll so you won't you go throwing rocks at the parliament it's not quite as bad as in thailand though where uh, the government has classified 13 plants as hazardous substances uh they include ginger <laughs> wow turmeric Neem. You're kidding. Yeah, neem. I don't know what neem is. Neem is a, N E E M is yes. a an herb used in uh, Indian medicine. And uh, chili. Chili. Yes. That's like the staple in Thailand. Well, the ministry has uh, labeled these as hazardous substances type one, which quote requires all manufacturers, growers, importers, or exporters of any products made from the plants to follow strict safety and quality control rules, or face up to six months in jail and a fifty thousand baht fine. Which, of course, is you know like ten years wages for these guys. Um, so this, chili grows wild. Yeah, so, well, you just pick it. You have to adhere to the strict safety and quality control rules. This is how these guys get squeezed out. Because who who is the company that is going to come in and do this for us? Monsanto. Monsanto. <laughs> exactly, Monsanto. Actually, we need to do a countdown. We should do one, two, three. Monsanto. Monsanto. Together. You know, we can do it together. So. Yeah. See if we can harmonize. Okay. It's good. Actually, never mind, because we got a lag here. It's impossible to harmonize. No, I can harmonize with you. You can't, but it, it will sound unharmonized on your end. Oh, yes, it would. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, no, they, obviously this is a way to screw the little guys, the, uh, the, little, the, the regular the farmer. farmers that grow this stuff, especially, I mean, ginger. I mean, what's, do, these things, none of these ginger. things are harmful. No, no, they're extremely dangerous to your health if you don't follow the strict health and safety guidelines. Horseshit! It's yeah, bull. Yeah. What's yeah. the what's the, what is it with a hot chili pepper? <laughs> you pick it and put it in the food and cook it. And I mean, what's the deal? I mean, what do I, what's what's the, what's the fear? 
should be riots in the street. That did not. That I would advocate. Thai the, the food is delicious. I love. And Thai why don't food. they call out basil while they're at it? Oh, they why? Well, who says they won't? We, we we still have a show on Thursday. <laughs> Anything can happen. But there is an outrage, and and this kind of fall. I, I would do real news, except it is kind of an outrage. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, you know the guy who, of course. Uh, always says everything has to be fresh, 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 has been busted. Uh-oh. Busted, yeah, that he makes stuff up the day before and then heats them up in baggies <laughs> in hot water before serving them. <laughs> well, who busted him for this? This is, um, what's the guy's name? Too bad we didn't have a, a Gordon Ramsay doppelganger who could come in when Ramsay's doing this and then just berate him. Israel Pons. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the guys uh, who I guess uh, Ramsay you know came in to save his restaurant, uh, but he had to close it. It didn't work out. <laughs> Oops. And uh, and so he's uh, done a tell all uh, with the Sun <clears throat> in the UK. And he's talking about the boil-in-the-bag type food that Ramsey is serving in his restaurants. <laughs> Headline, <laughs> Ramsey serves up cock o van V-A-N. <laughs> he, just, he just rolls up the meals uh, pre-made in his van to the restaurants. That's not a good thing to have, people say, about your food. No, but there's, a, there's a, uh, obviously a uh, publicity campaign targeting him. Um, I think because he, there's too he, much. He, he did not respond at all to the allegations about his uh, his philandering. He never responded once, and it went away. It just went away. Maybe that's why they're back at him. Um, he must have pissed somebody off. I'm sure he pissed a lot of people off. I think about it. Yeah. Well, you know, the real kicker there, of course, is that his partner that really made him who he is today was his father-in-law. I didn't know that. Yeah, his father-in-law is his backer, and his father-in-law obviously wasn't too pleased about finding out that he was, you know, uh, screwing over his daughter by philandering, and then the next thing you know, all the shit starts hitting the fan. You know, restaurants are closing, he's losing stars, and now you got this. I guarantee, I, mean, I, 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 mean, I know what's next. Uh, if he really pissed someone off, here's what always comes next, Tax. The next story is big tax oh, thing. Tax. Yeah, that's a, yeah, and and if, and if he gets through that, then it's two to the head and put the gun in his hand. That's how they do it. <laughs> and in the United Kingdom, uh, the health services now uh, finally they've figured out a way to kill people. Uh, free flu shots if you're over sixty. Come and get them. Come and get your formaldehyde. Come and get your mercury. It's particularly good if you're over sixty. You die quicker from it. Beautiful. It's a little late in the game to be giving flu shots out. Well, it's a big That's deal. That's kind of suspicious. Yeah. I mean, the flu season Duh. ended in, in March. Duh. Oh, no, this is the new uh, one, uh, one shot does all. I mean, John, do oh, you read? one shot does so all. So there's 61 I, people I didn't even know this Britain. thing was released yet. As far as I know, it's not available in the United States. It's one. I know what, the, what this is. I don't think it's, it's, it's been approved. I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'm reading through it if I can see anything. Well, 
it could be just you know stupidity of <clears throat> they don't even think of the, you know first of all it's pharma right there's a tie-in right there so if they're giving away free yeah free flu shots who's paying for it the taxpayers are going to wind up paying for this obviously they I bet you that you free. know what I bet you this is I'm just guessing <laughs> surplus flu shots from this last season that they got they can't get rid of well, that's an interesting theory. And so they give them away, and then they stick the government because it is such a nice thing for some, you know, tax break or who knows what. I I am of a different opinion, but yeah, I, I'm sure I, you. I don't, I don't want to bore you with it. Well, we already know what it is. Well, but it is true that we do have a problem with world population. So it's <laughs> well, true. Let's get rid of it. No, it's true. You know, and what we're doing is we're saving ourselves from every, you know. You're protected everywhere you go. You can't fall off a bike and die anymore because you've got to wear the damn helmet. You know, you, there's just no easy way to go anymore. Except the bathroom. Surprising amount of people who die in their bathroom. Um, but, you know, we are growing out of control. And it's, um, what, is it, what is it, logarithmic is, or exponential? We need to have some sort of a famine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> usually there's a fam. Usually what happens is pestilences. You know, they have these, you know, the, mer- the uh, population of the world is self-controlling because it either has a famine because they can't make enough food for everybody or they have a war because everybody's bumping into each other too much and you get kind of annoyed by that. Or you we get start the, taking the, the swing. plague. Or you have a plague, some some pestilence, yeah, you know, something. Sp- t- Spanish flu, which was the last. And time that we had has a big to one. do with you know people again being too many people to get too many people in a confined area, and then it, when something takes off, I mean, if you had Ebola in New York, Manhattan, can you imagine how long that would? I mean, you'd have you have the population of the city be dead in twenty four hours. Right. I'm mean, just on the subway. I mean, just so, you know. All- so that's so follow my logic. You get the free flu shots, which of course is you know just think about the Spanish flu. They dug that guy up, by the way. They took his DNA so they could find out what that flu virus was. They've injected it into service people. Lots of people are dying in the military from uh, injections that are documented. They're experimenting all over the place, and now it's time. Hey, if you, it's actually six, if, uh, sixty to sixty-four, sixty-five and over, don't get it uh, because they'll just. You know, why waste a good flu shot on killing that person? <laughs> They're going to die anyway. Let's just get the sixty to sixty-four-year-olds. I guarantee you, this is a part of a, a, a eugenicist death program. Yeah. This is good that you have this kind of material, though. It's 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 a lifesaver the way I see it. Because otherwise, well, otherwise they would people would be taking the show seriously, and then we'd have you know the two shots of the head, uh, <laughs> and the gun, and the gun in your hand. <laughs> the gun in your but hand. remember, I'm right-handed, so if they put it in my left hand, I didn't fire those two shots at my own head. Okay. So I hear the music coming in. Dvorak.org/na. <laughs> He's like, oh, I hear the music coming in. We've been on for what? How long? Uh, one hour, 33 minutes. That's about right. That's about right. I don't know. I, I had a weird feeling about this show. What do you mean? I don't know. It, feel, it felt kind of discombobulated. So I don't think it was that much different than the last show, which was kind of all over the map. True. Hey, do you like the new format for the show notes? A lot of, I was surprised. I thought it was shit and people liked it. People like different things. It's weird because we, I just did a redesign <laughs> yeah. on so, the. Uh, some like chili peppers that are natural and grow in the wild. Some like them from Monsanto. We just did a redesign of the blog and it's got like people up in arms. Oh, the yeah. comment thing doesn't work right, is the problem. That's, yeah, you can't take away features, man. People really hate it when features go. Well, they didn't go. It's just that they, it's funky. 
Coming to you from the command line crackpot command center in uh, the southwest quadrant of London and Gitmo Nation East, I'm Adam Curry. And from the DOS is not dead contingent, and I'm moving to Ubuntu, by the way, I'm John C. Dvorak.